views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Good afternoon. You are tuned in to Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. On this Wednesday afternoon, it is September the 20th, 2017. Lots of programming, live programming. I should distinguish the difference, but lots of live programming on Wednesday. So we'll definitely be busy here in the studio. We got... um, BTR news, music, and as well as my commentary and your commentary. So that's what you're listening to now. Coming up at 2 o'clock p.m., we have Tanya Free and Friends, always an interesting show broadcasting out of Richmond, Virginia. Then coming up at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, we have Tando Radio Show. It's Wise Wednesdays. We also have New Abolitionist Radio coming on at 8 o'clock p.m. All times are Eastern. And rounding out the night is Mind, Body, and Spirit Radio at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you share the station with your friends, family members. That is how we spread real talk is by sharing the station with others in our social circles. So Hope that everyone is doing okay or as well as can be expected under these terroristic conditions. There is a lot of interesting news to report. Some terrible news is always to report as we got this uh, neo-Nazi terrorist attack that just occurred in Bantam Rouge. Well, it didn't just recur- occur, but we're just now getting the details and it's just now been figured out that this was terrorism even though that's not what the local police are calling it we know that's what it is it's terrorism when they start talking about things being hate crimes say no to hate crimes say yes to terrorism all right all terrorists are haters so therefore okay i don't this hate crime means something politically different from what terrorism means politically so stop calling these race-based terrorist acts hate crimes there is terrorism so that's one of the stories we'll be taking a look at we have a lot of listener um submitted news to share with you also a petition which is uh, demanding justice for Kenneka um, Jenkins 19 year old woman who was found in a walk-in freezer murdered in Chicago at this uh, Crown Plaza Hotel actually brother Kwabinar Rasuli of the Clear Airways Project and one of our interviews with him uh, brought that up because it had just happened and said that was a really big deal in Chicago. So we have a petition that we want to bring to your attention. Um, again, also sharing other news shared by some of the listeners 
of Black Talk Radio News. Thank you for taking the time. I don't always, I'm not always able to get to all of the stories, but I will do my best. I may not get to them that day. It may be days later, as in the case of some of these user uh, submitted stories like this petition uh, demanding an FBI investigation in the murder of Kenneka Jenkins. So definitely want to share that with you. All right, so let's kick it off with some music. Again, this is Black Talk Radio News broadcasting our afternoon music mix along with news and commentary. If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 866-510-9025. That's 866-510-9025. Hit star star on your keypad to get into the caller's queue. Watch your background noise. Just watch your background noise, okay? So what what are we feeling? Um, I guess I'm feeling some Shaka Khan right now. I feel for you. Chaka, 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 chaka we'll be back chaka on Khan. the other side. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, let me rock, Shaka Khan. Let me rock, that's all I want to do. Shaka Khan, let me rock, let me rock, Shaka Khan. Let me rock, let me feel for you. Shaka Khan, what you do, what you want to do. Do you feel for me the way I feel? You, Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. Let me take it in my arms, let me fill you with my charm, Chaka. Cause you know that I'm the one that give you warm, Chaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Chaka, baby, cause you make me wanna scream. Let me rock it, rock it. we 
And you're tuned in to Black Talk Radio News, our afternoon music mix, news and commentary. We want to jump into some of these user submitted, not user submitted, but listener submitted uh, stories. Got a lot of stories. Uh, all of the stories that we're sharing with you 
this afternoon. You can find them at btrcommunity.com, which is a new online black social experience. Get yourself a subscription for just $24 a, a year. Just added a new member this morning. Welcome to that new member. But you'll find all the links. Just find my profile, Scotty of BTR News. And just look for the uh, news thread for 9-20-2017, BTR News. And you'll find the links to all of these stories. Now, um, at, at least 20 children were among 248 killed in Mexico. I saw the news about that. Um, another earthquake because I said wait a minute didn't I just report that there was a smaller earthquake last week so last night I read I was checking the news feed and I saw that there was another earthquake this was a 7.1 magnitude earthquake that triggered explosions uh, collapsed buildings on top of people and of course people panicked ran, ran into the streets um Again, when I saw it yesterday, it was like only about maybe I think they was estimating 30 something people had been killed. So now that death toll from this one is 248 from the last one. It was a little under 100. And I suspect with buildings collapsing and explosions that that death toll may continue to rise. So uh, definitely we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the victims of this 7.1 magnitude earthquake, which again, it hit Mexico. Um, the epicenter was located in Puebla, which is about 75 miles from uh, Mexico City, where you had a whole lot of uh, the destruction. It bore the brunt of all the damage. Uh, also being reported, 20 children have been confirmed um, to be, have been killed after their school collapsed on top of them with another 30 children and eight adults missing uh, from this same school. So like I said, um, they death toll with buildings collapsing on top of people. And I haven't been to very many places in Mexico. Most of my time in Mexico was in Nogales. And just what I saw there, very old buildings, very old buildings. I don't know what their building codes are, are like down there. Uh, I don't know what type of materials, um, where the materials came from, but this was a 7.1 magnitude earthquake and it collapsed buildings on top of each other. All right, uh, we have a story about Chris, cryptocurrency that was submitted by uh, Otis. And it says five facts about the cryptocurrency industry. Uh, International Business Times is where this comes from. I was just talking about cryptocurrency or reporting on cryptocurrency last week with the comments of J.P. Morgan, uh, one of those banks underwriting modern-day slavery and human trafficking, was speaking at some kind of economic forum, and he called cryptocurrency a fraud. That's that's what he said. He said it was a fraud. Called it, uh, compared it to the first commodity tulip bulb or something like that but anyway this article from International Business Times says something totally different and again like I stated last week you got to understand Jamie Dimon, JP Morgan Chase Man, all these banks 
they uh, deal in Federal Reserve notes and they don't want to see that that U.S. dollar, that Federal Reserve note lose any value, which with some of the movement around the world, especially with Venezuela now about to stop accepting U.S. dollars, I think they have already stopped accepting U.S. dollars for oil um, and they are one of the largest producers in the world. So it's going to lose some value there because the U.S. dollar is a petrol dollar. It's tied to the price of oil and accessibility of oil and forcing, forcing the rest of the world to trade oil in dollars. That's why they again tacked uh, Saddam Hussein of Iraq and later that was part of the reason why uh, France was so quick to jump on board with the United States and the rest of NATO to overthrow Gaddafi in Libya as they were again making moves that would devalue the U.S. Do- dollar. Not that they were doing anything wrong or immoral or illegal. They should have they are human beings, uh, leaders and nations. They should be able to determine what currency they want to accept for their natural resources. But again, a lot of people don't realize how here behind these enemy lines of USA Inc., our standard of living is based on the oppression of other nations, usually non-white. So Cambridge University recently talked about uh, or published uh, a paper or a study on cryptocurrency and it's being called one of the most comprehensive cryptocurrency research reports to date. It's a study spanning across global markets. It includes data from 144 different cryptocurrency organizations, companies, and miners compiled by researchers Michael Roche and uh, what is this, Garrick Heilman. And it's now official. The cryptocurrency is a legit sector of the white collar blockchain industry. So again, you know, Jamie Dimon was last week and cryptocurrency did lose some of its value based on the comments of Jamie uh, Dimon. I think that's how you pronounce his name of JP Morgan Chase. Um, So, but here are some of the facts that IB uh, five facts about this research uh, that International Business Times is sharing. says, number one, the cryptocurrency industry currently employs more than 1,876 people. Most Bitcoin developers, as well as other cryptocurrency makers, work on a volunteer basis. So job creation isn't a great measurement of how many people are actually working to keep the ecosystem run sm- running smoothly. Well, they may not have a traditional job, and it may be on a volunteer basis, but I bet you they're heavily invested in cryptocurrency, and they're probably looking at that as their payoff for their work. It's also important to note many companies, including large-scale mining operations, didn't provide the researchers with any employment data. At best, this figure is a conservative estimate of old-school office jobs. However, limitations aside, it is interesting to note where people are paying their bills with cryptography skills. Most full-time cryptocurrency jobs are in the Asia-Pacific, a whopping 720 jobs, followed by North America. Like-minded companies in Latin America have around 105 employees. So this is a global uh, movement to cryptocurrency. It says, uh, point two, most cryptocurrency professionals work at a currency 
exchange. Most people with a full-time job in the cryptocurrency industry work at a currency exchange like Coinbase or Cephalo. So I guess what they have done is set up a an exchange similar to the New York Stock Exchange. It says, even if they don't currently work at an exchange, many of the industry's leading professionals got their start at an exchange. Uh, you can read more about that. Again, I posted the link to the article for BTR News, September the 20th in BTR Community. Three, Europe has the highest number of cryptocurrency exchanges, many of which work with government licenses. Europe is home to more cryptocurrency exchanges than any other region. 30% of all exchange platforms. Europe has a lot of niche companies with employee 11 employees or less, while North America and Asia are home to a few huge ones like Hong Kong-based Bitfinex. Uh, let me see, point four. There's still some more, so you might want to check this out yourself. Uh, point four, there are somewhere between 5.8 8 to 11.5 million active wallets storing cryptocurrency. It's safe to say there are millions of cryptocurrency users around the world, just like a leather wallet. Some people may have more than one digital wallet. Some groups may even share a communal wallet. Regardless, 20% of digital wallets can be linked to credit card services which implies personal use. A few wallets even allow users to send cryptocurrency via email or text message. More than half of all cryptocurrency wallets offer features beyond mere storage. Um, and the last 1.5, alternative coins like Dash and Monero are rising fast and it looks like they are here to stay. Bitcoin dominates the cryptocurrency market, but it's not the only digital currency making waves. Dash, Monero, and Ether have shown dramatic, consistent growth over the past year. So what I'm getting from this is that when I see, um, I've seen people post on social media that, man, if I had gotten into cryptocurrency back a year ago or two years ago, I'd be sitting pretty right now and what have you. And they're basically saying I missed out on a opportunity. But as is news to me, and again, thank you, Otis, for sharing this article. I did not know all of this information about, well, you have different types of cryptocurrency and various exchanges and various markets. So some of these other ones that aren't getting all of this constant mention in the news um, and therefore in among the masses especially on social media where they're mostly talking about Bitcoin maybe they may want to start tracking and investing in some of these other ones called Dash and Monero so um, let me see their, their um, stuff is jumping around it is going to play a video I would like to share that audio uh, with you if it plays correctly it's trying to load up now but it's asking the question what if everyone switches to cryptocurrency okay so um, yeah I'm having some issues let me stop because I, I am currently disabling automatic startups I mean that's a good thing but uh, let's see let's take that off it's probably going to make me reload the page. So I'm, I'm not going to spend time while waiting on that. But anyway, 
It says that alternative coins like Dash and Monero are rising fast. These alternative coins are good for more than speculative trading. 33% of surveyed businesses, including payment companies and wallets, support Ether, while 26% support Litecoin. Researchers found Monero and Dash transaction volumes appear to be growing the fastest. The study even noted some users consider Dash a safe haven asset compared to Bitcoin's relative volatility. So, again, you know, Bitcoin, since it is getting the most mentions, it would be um, susceptible to volatility because of people like Jamie Dimon, who definitely is down with Federal Reserve notes and, you know, with that bank, uh, J.P. Morgan. And so, therefore, he's making comments like, you know, he knows these things for a fact and calling it a fraud, and that affects, and that affected the price of Bitcoin, and it went down. So, what they're saying is, I guess, since these other ones aren't spoken of as much, that they're not as volatile or or susceptible to people's comments like these bankers all right so uh yeah let's go ahead and close that story um we do have something that was submitted by a btr community subscriber sorry i forgot your name let me see if i could pull it up but um I can't remember the name because he's using a pseudonym or she's using a pseudonym because that BTR community, we don't make you use your real name. So I'm this person, I think just recently became active. So, but they sent me this email or this message through BTR community. It was an image and they said that this is a credible organization in Houston. So because we have been reporting and sharing information from others about the Red Cross, which again has a very poor track record, especially uh, when we're talking about Haiti. I've heard some other people talk about um, Katrina, said they didn't service the victims of Katrina uh, fairly well. So the Red Cross isn't exactly has the best name out there. It's not really trusted. So We've been asking people, you know, to share with us some of the local organizations like churches and whatnot on blacktalkradionetwork.com, Mind, Body, and Spirit, the host of Mind, Body, and Spirit Radio, Sister Black Rose, who is in Houston and has, you know, provided us with information and reports from on the ground. Uh, in Houston, she started a fundraiser to help her neighbors. She wasn't as severely impacted uh, um, as other people who were flooded out. So she's trying to do what she can to help. That fundraiser is posted on blacktalkradionetwork.com. You'll also find a fundraiser to the Bread of Life, which is supported by Beyonce, who went to that church that has been servicing the homeless in Houston for so long. And we posted that one there. So uh, thank you for sending this one in. Let me go ahead and, and share the information. This is the, oh man, I, I clicked on it. Holman Street Baptist Church. Holman Street Baptist Church. This is in Houston. You can look it up. Um, it is under a 501c project reaching out incorporated a community distribution center. 
Um, again, it's a 501c3 IRS approved organization. It gives you uh, the routing number if you want to wire some money. Uh, gives you the checking account number. I mean, all the information will let you know that you can check to make sure this is legit. So checks, it also says that checks can be mailed to Project Reaching Out Incorporated Care of Manson B. Johnson, P.O. Box 3185, Houston, Texas 77253. There is a phone number as well. Let me see if I can uh, enlarge this. It's 832-423-5199. That is 832-423-5199. This is again for the Houston uh, Recovery Operation that project reaching out is involved in it also um you could send items you can send food items uh it has a list storm recovery items canned juice box juices for children canned fruits canned vegetables box cereals box cornbread uh grain breakfast bars box biscuits it has a list of about 35 items including multivitamins granola bars soup peanut butter uh, non-food items they're asking for things like microwave ovens hot plates very small cooking grills charcoal trash bags 33 gallon trash bags blankets beds bed linen etc etc okay so it's a whole a lot of things here that if you don't feel comfortable sending money that you can purchase and ship them there yourself so thank you for sharing that um, with us BTR um, BTR community member alright uh, let me see we have another news item, item to share and this one comes from and again like I said we have a lot we have a lot to share with you today um, the petition site.com there was a petition that was submitted to me or this information was submitted to me by, by sister Patricia thank you sister Patricia um, it's a petition demanding that Rosemont police turn uh, Kenneka Jenkins' case over to the FBI. And this is a petition that was posted by Scarlet Star. And it's targeting the United States Federal Bureau of Investigations, the Rosemont, Illinois Police Department. Uh, the goal is 1,000 signatures. They have 973 just far. Uh, again, Brother Kwabana Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project, which does a lot of work in and about the Chicago area and getting these this killer music off of these killer radio stations. And he talked about this. He mentioned this last week. So um, the petition says uh, Kenneka Jenkins 19 was found dead in a walk in freezer of the Crown Plaza Chicago Hotel Hotel. The management other hotel has been uncooperative with the grieving family's request to see unedited video surveillance of her last hours alive. The Rosemont police are also refusing to release the tapes and refusing to turn the case over to the FBI even after Kenneka's mother requested them to do so. So if you want to sign that petition, again, it is posted in btrcommunity.com um, You don't have them have to have a membership to see my posts. I make them global or tag them global, meaning anybody can see them. Um, 
but a lot of the most of the stuff in BTR community is private. But even if you don't have a membership, you can still find this petition link to this petition. All right, thank you again uh, from Patricia. Do have a, a few more important stories to share, but we are going to take a station identification break, and we're going to return to our music mix. Before I do that, I have to get in the habit of that. Is check the phone lines to see if anybody has anything that they want to share. All right, phone lines are clear, but if you would like to share, you can give us a call at 866-510-9025. That's 866-510-9025. Hit star star to put yourself in the caller's queue. We'll be back on the other side of our afternoon music mix segment. Media Project launched the digital radio platform, Black Talk Radio Network, the first such platform created to serve the black community specifically. Black Talk Radio Network has grown with a variety of radio hosts, digital radio stations, and podcasters. Web analytics say Black Talk Radio, the platform, has an online reach that ranks it among the top independent black media platforms in the world. All of this is possible because of financial contributions to the nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. If you love the work we do and the voices and perspectives we bring to you every day make a donation today to ensure that black talk radio is here in the future black talk radio is new black media for the new millennium the state of hip-hop is awful straight terrible it promotes death and destruction now the original principles of hip-hop culture is peace unity love and having fun the principles of what we call slave hip-hop is violence chaos hate and danger slave ship hop must be abolished and we must save african people i would like to say and bring hip hop and we're one tonight let us be one in the future power to all of the people yeah krs1 brother j history y'all turn it up <laughs> you know what time this is we gotta we gotta Uptown, downtown, midtown, hit them all, need them. I manifest culture, come pick it up. Worldwide DJs, contest ambassadors. Yeah, KRS, brother J, what you say? A new day, a new way for the DJ to spin it up. Wrapped in the struggle chain, let's break loose and live it up. Worldwide DJs, brother J, mash it up. Brother J, speak to you. I'm coming forth by the daylight, my timing's impeccable. Five senses clean, I'm guarding truth like the Sentinel. Battlefield born, our four-star general. Teaching hip-hop about these vitamins and minerals. Messenger. I'm sent in the image of the most high. Wisdom will unify, freedom, we do or die. The truth, the solution I envision through my third eye. Body, mind, spiritual, manifest, multiply. The open-eyed rebel, several levels peripheral. Overseeing the battle of knowledge versus material. Inferior minds and trick knowledge. Like cereal, genocide of pleasures, slackers and life principles, prisons of the flesh, living triple stage darkness, ignorance tradition will turn soldiers to carcass, time for the heartless to ride out the bench, I'm a player coach, boys, and underground trends, build on, town, 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 midtown, get them all, freedom, I manifest culture, come pick it up, worldwide DJs, contest ambassadors, yeah, KRS, brother J, what you say, a new day, a new way for the DJ to spin it up, wrapped in the struggle chain, Break loose and live it up. Worldwide DJs, KRS, Nash it up. Yeah, 
pacifist. I'll kick your ass in this. If you ain't ready for the truth, stop asking Chris. There's no revolution without revelation. And I realize these cats don't want to fix their situation. Then I realize a little late with it. But that revolution only works for those that participate in it. We have conferences and summits and cats be faking it. Meditating, praying, and I salamalate them in it. But the racist foundation ain't shaking it. Cause the faith, faith initiative money, they taking it. So now the feds got your mouth all sewn up. The Pentagon hit and say, our house blown up. Arnold Schwarzenegger, a foreigner, kills the founder of the Crips. The president with black leadership. We need to raise up our readership so our children can grow up and freely lead without reading a script. Uptown, downtown, midtown, hit them all, hit them all. My manifest culture, come pick it up. Worldwide DJs, contest ambassadors. Yeah, KRS, Brother J, what you say? A new day, a new way for the DJ to spin it up. Wrapped in the struggle chain, let's break loose and live it up. Worldwide DJs, Brother J, mash it up. Brother J, speak the truth. Though I am that I am in this illusional land of liberty and justice and my beast of man. Though my blood flows deeper than the oil of Iran. So many folks still in denial of my permanent tan. Was I stained by Sam when homie said he's my man? When he needed more his science to assemble this land? From Big Ben to Pentagon to the White House lawn. My work tab is deep, let reparations be born. 40 acres and a mule, I want a gun and a horse. Watch me ride like Rosewood while I assemble the force. So many people are lost, going back to the source. Willie Lynch is just a worker where you're cool as the boss. Navigate a better course than the one that we choose. Hip-hop is dumbing out from MCs to pop news. It's can as the original we heard through dudes. Always freedom or death until we vanquish these fools. Uptown, downtown, midtown, hit them all. Freedom, I manifest culture, come pick it up. Worldwide DJs, conscious ambassadors. Yeah, KRS, Brother J, what you say? A new day, a new way for the DJ to spin it up. Wrapped in the struggle chain, let's break.
back to black attack. So I sack and tap and slap the Mac. Now I'm ringing on my kit. Tism Rolo, never be a brother like me, go solo. Laser Anastasia Major, ways to blaze your brain and train you. The way I'm living, forgiving what I'm giving up. Expo on the flex, giving there. I don't know about later, and for now, I know how to avoid the paranoid. Man, I'm padded up to here. Yeah, I wear, got them going in fear. Rhetoric, sand, and red, just a better go. And not quick to go find the hard runner. What's the key from getting jerked? Taking some ways, the way back in a better day. Bold, never follow the code, still drop the load, never question what I am, God knows, because it's coming from the heart, what I got, better get some get on up, hustler of culture, stick bitten, bitch bitten the face, but the rhymes keep fitting, respect for giving, how's your living, now I can't protect, I paid off feedback, check the record and record, inattentional wreck, raise off as some intellect, made the call, took the form, broke the laws, not my fault that they're falling off, known as Square throughout my years, so I growl at the living town. Black to the bone, my home is your home. But well, welcome to the Terradome. Come on, you can get it, get it, get it. Come on, down. Come on, you can get it, get it, get it. Come on, down. Come on, you can get it, get it, get it. Come on, down. Would you join me, please, and welcome to the Terradome. Off an error. For delivering pain, my 98 was 87 on the record, yo. So now go Bronco. Crucifixion ain't no fixing. So called chosen, frozen, apology made to whoever pleases. Still, he got me like Jesus. I'd rather sing, bring, think, reminisce. Bound above my wall, I'm instinct. Brother, ain't a brother, cause a color, just as well to be undercover backstab. Grab the flag from the back of the lab, told the rap, get off the rag. Sad to say I got sold down the river, still some quiver when I deliver. Never to say I never knew or had a clue, word was hurt, was hard on the boulevard. Lies, scandalized him facing, treats of hate who celebrate with sin. I wrote for dope the evil, with righteous bobbing and weaving, and let the good get even. Come on down. Well, welcome to the Terror Dome. Learn in Virginia, I don't smile in a line of fire, I go wild and what is 
My name is Scotty Reed, broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. The Black Talk Radio Network should be your number one destination for new black media for the new millennium. Black Talk Media Project is building better black communities by helping to build better black media. So definitely check us out at blacktalkmediaproject.org. Find some of the services that we can provide you as you build your independent black digital radio station localized to your area. So let's go ahead and jump into some more of the listener submitted news. Um, This one pertains to the rebellion that's going on in St. Louis after you had a judge let a killer slave catcher go free despite video evidence of him making statements that he was going to kill the person that he and his partner were chasing in vehicles in St. Louis um, then actually carries out what he said he was going to do and a and only his DNA evidence was found on a gun that the prosecution argued was planted on the victim by uh, that that cop Stokely, I believe his name was, or Stockley, something like that. Um, so there has been demonstrations going on, uh, uprising, unrest, if you will, as these all these killings are just contributing to instability here in the United States. I mean, it's a national security problem in my mind. But, of course, the slave catchers are out there making plenty of arrests. There was a video where they were mocking the protesters who were who usually say that these whose streets, our streets, they're the taxpayers, they're the residents, they're the ones who whose financial energy makes it all work, makes it all go, funds it all. And so the police want to mock them by saying it's their streets and, and just just very unprofessional behavior uh, when it comes to slave catchers, you know. So anyway, there is a legal fund that has been set up. It reminds me of the legal funds that were set up to bail out the uh, Ferguson uh, protesters. Lots of people were arrested. This was shared with me. This contribute to St. Louis legal fund was shared with me by Afia Wangaza. Uh, down in Greenville, South Carolina, who runs the Malcolm X Grassroots Center down there, and also uh, 95.5 FM, a community radio station. I had an opportunity to visit with her over the weekend um, as I was attending a human rights conference and giving a workshop um, at Chronic 2017, which was held in, in Greenville. 
And so you can make a contribution of, of any amount. I have, again, linked to this and in btrcommunity.com, just look for uh, my profile, Scotty of BTR News, and it's BTR News 920-2017 is the news thread that you want to to look for. So uh, definitely I remember stories about Beyonce and Jay-Z bailing out uh, Ferguson protesters. And so I'm hoping that similar efforts people who have resources and even you know if all, all we have is five dollars to give if you have it to give please give it okay but i'm hoping that some of these millionaires multi-millionaires will will uh get more involved in funding grassroots movement against 21st century slavery and human trafficking because that is what all of this is connected to it is quite evident that those police in St. Louis, as they're talking about, hell, these are our streets. We run these streets. Chanting, you know, like they're a gang, a gang of slave catchers. You know, man, we we have to fight back, people. We cannot accept this state-sponsored terrorism uh, in many cases. Again, the prosecution did what it should have done based on the evidence, and that's bring charges but as I stated, as a tactic, as a tactic, slave catchers have been, who have been charged with killings, extrajudicial killings, um, their tactic is to opt for bench trials, a trial by judge and not a trial by jury, because obviously a lot of these judges have, have ties to the so-called law enforcement community, and they're going to always not always but i would say it's more likely that they're going to side with police than not but with the evidence that was presented by the prosecution in this case man there's there's just no way no logical argument you can present to me that oh, this judge rendered a a verdict that was based on justice it was not so those who have rose up in St. Louis and been arrested by these slave catchers can use your help contribute to the St. Louis legal fund. Next story. This was shared by BTR community member L.A. Ramon. Thank you for submitting this story, L.A. A dirty secret of Oregon jury system could go before the U.S. Supreme Court. This was published on OregonLife.com. Um, it was updated yesterday. Says the uh, in an article that was written by Shane Dixon Kavanaugh, um, he writes, "The U.S. Supreme Court next week will decide whether to accept a case that could test Oregon's unusual jury system, targeted by criminal justice reform advocates as deeply flawed and racist. For decades, Oregon juries." And those in only one other state, Louisiana. Why am I not surprised that Louisiana? Louisiana has seven times the prison slave labor population than China. That's one state by itself. So again, tell me again about democracy versus communism or capitalism versus communism, which I, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say about these various. Uh, systems that I don't have any real world experience and most of the stuff I do here is theoretical um, but 
I do know that the United States has the world's largest uh, captive labor force called New Slaves today. And um, I, I imagine Louisiana is leading the way when all you need to convict someone of a felony is with a 10 to 2 vote. Not a unanimous jury. There's no hung jury. If a second person, you know, a one person says, no, I'm voting not guilty or I'm voting guilty. Okay. So, um, well, you do have to have a majority. 10 to 2 vote will get you a, a conviction. The federal government and all other states require a unanimous verdict. So, again, they do, the, the federal government practices slavery too. Why wasn't this brought up under Barack Obama, a constitutional lawyer? Or was it and he shot it down? Well, we don't know. We don't know. But this has been going on for decades. And it's just now coming to my attention. So, again, this is a very important story. Thank you, L.A., for sharing it. So it says, lawyers for defendant Dale Lambert want the nation's high court on Monday to hear his challenge to Louisiana's jury law. His petition claims that such statutes deprive some defendants of equal protection under the law and should be ruled as unconstitutional. So uh, equal protection under the law, I think we're talking about the 14th Amendment. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that is what they are referring to, the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. And I would say that he has a very strong case. It's a slam dunk. Obviously, he is not equally protected as a U.S. citizen in the state of Louisiana where the Constitution and federal law requires a unanimous decision. So this just makes it easier for uh, the state to send people into slavery. Again, Louisiana leads the world in captive prison slave labor seven times the population of China, which we have been told over the decades that that that's a very repressive government. Uh, they are a serial human rights abuser, but yet, even though they have a population over a billion, some might say approaching two billion, I'm not sure, but yet, Louisiana has seven times the prison population that they do. And so when I when I got into a conversation with a staff member, um, U.S. Uh, Representative Patrick McHenry, who is over the North Carolina 10th District, the district in which I live, and I had a conversation about two years ago with this staff member, and I asked him to explain that to me, and he told me that in America, we got a lot of freedom and a lot of people abuse that freedom so they end up in prison, which is absolutely nonsense. All right. If those, pe those people who filled up, most of the people in prison are in there over nonviolent, victimless crimes, and the majority of those are drug crimes. So those people don't have the freedom that this so-called staffer uh, thinks they don't have the freedom although the United States is trending towards legalizing cannabis um, I actually attended a workshop at the Human Rights uh, Chronic 2017 Human Rights Organizing Conference over the weekend 
and the presenter, uh, the, uh, Dr. Milton, I believe his name was, said that within two years, the United States, the federal government will legalize cannabis because of some moves that's being made by the United Nations. And after they put that in place, it will be legal here. But the purpose of me sharing that is that as it stands presently, I can go to Washington, D.C., and I can purchase cannabis to treat any kind of medical ailments that I have. If I live in in uh, Colorado and I'm a Rastafarian and I use cannabis as a religious sacrament, I can go and, and, and purchase that. But if I'm here in North Carolina and I get caught using those type of products, then uh, depending upon how much I have, I could be looking at X amount of years in slavery. So again, this is uneven. And I understand states' rights and, and what have you, but uh, when it comes to cannabis, Jeff Sessions, the U.S. Attorney General, says that, you know, he's going after uh, these people in these states, these dispensaries and, and what have you. He is definitely one of those uh, drug war dinosaurs. So I think this is a very important case. How is it in in um, Louisiana and what's the one other state? Do they mention that in here? Oregon, Oregon, Oregon and Louisiana only have to have 10 guilty votes, not 12, to send somebody into slavery. And that's not the case in, in the other 48 so definitely a good case alright so let me see if there's anything else um, during the second hour I do want to focus a lot on Donald Trump um, but I do have this story before we take our next break um, but during the second hour I really want to, to look at um, Donald Trump's threats I talked about it yesterday I didn't really go into detail about it um, but it appears that Donald Trump and his regime is threatening the world, not just North Korea, but threatening the world with nuclear annihilation. At least that's how he's talking. That's how he's talking. And some people may take that talk seriously, take them words seriously, and they may decide to do a preemptive strike. So Donald Trump trying to be the tough guy with his tough talk and, and all of that is threatening to totally destroy North Korea and if he thinks that that's just going it's just going to be a battle between the United States and North Korea and South Korea obviously their allies I, I wouldn't be so sure of that I wouldn't be so sure of that I don't think China or Russia or, or any of the other regional powers um, want to see a U.S. puppet regime uh, run the entire Korean Peninsula that will be a threat to their national security. So uh, don't think that if the United States decides to attack North Korea that it's just, it's just going to be North Korea isolated by itself. I don't see that happening again. The Korean War had, was never ended they just have a truce and how that truce came about was that U.S. led U.N. I guess you would say a U.N. coalition that was trying to um, destroy the North 
um, they got ran up out of there and stopped by a million soldiers coming across the Chinese border, a million Chinese soldiers, and pushed the United States and its allies back. So I imagine that China still has those same concerns, especially with Donald Trump uh, in office. So we'll be looking at that extensively. There's a number of related stories that we need to take a look at. But before I take our next music break, let me check the board if we uh, have no comments. Again, if you have any questions or comments, stories to share, you can give us a call um, at 866-510-9025. That's 866-510-9025. All right, so let me, uh, (coughs) excuse me, let me go into this story about terrorism. Um, You may not, you may have heard of this story of this white male in Bantam Rouge, Louisiana, as we were just talking about, Louisiana, who has been arrested. And he was arrested on unrelated drug charges, but they, the authorities in Bantam Rouge are saying they're going to charge him with first-degree murder in the killings of two black men. One was a homeless man. Um, and the other was a a a dishwasher, a a man who was a dishwasher, and he was walking to work when um, the suspect pulled alongside of him and shot him. And the way it was described is that this person shot the man from the car, then got out the car, stood over the man, and then uh, fired the gun into their bodies repeatedly. Again, I'm going to say this is terrorism, people. This isn't a hate crime, all right? I don't think people kill other people because they love them. You do have crimes of passion and what have you um, between lovers. Somebody might catch their wife cheating or a wife might catch her husband cheating and and might kill, kill both other people. And that's, you know, maybe some people might say, hey, that was because of love. You know, she was she was grief grief stricken that her love had been betrayed. But no, that's that that's not what we're talking about. There is. I don't believe in hate crimes. Call it terrorism. That's what it is. We don't need two separate set of laws called hate crimes and then another one addressing terrorism. It's terrorism. It's terrorism. Louisiana authorities say a white man accused of killing two black men has been linked to a third shooting in which um, he killed these two people. This is what I wrote about it. I just haven't published it yet um, because I have an agreement with a media partner that I won't publish this until after they run it. But this is uh, what I wrote about it. Kenneth James Gleason is a 23-year-old white male with suspected white supremacist neo-Nazi beliefs and is alleged to have murdered two black men and shot up a black family's home and acts of race-based domestic terrorism last week. Gleason was arrested on unrelated drug charges but is being held as a person of interest pending first-degree murder charges by authorities in Bantam Rouge, Louisiana. Um, You had Sergeant Don Coppola, a department spokesman, who said that Gleason has not been cleared and remains a person of interest in the investigation. But another department spokesman has said there was a strong possibility that the shootings were racially motivated, but he would not elaborate on why police thought 
that it was racially motivated. Now, a law enforcement official says a copy of an Adolf Hitler speech was found at the home of Gleason. Um, I think I also read that he shared that home with his mom um, and lived right up the street from the black family that he's in the same community that the black family he committed this terrorist act against by shooting into their homes where no one was actually hit, but it was an occupied house. Um, goes on to say that authorities said Gleason would be charged with first-degree murder in the shooting deaths of the homeless man and a dishwasher who was walking to work. In each case, the killer opened fire from his car, then walked up to the victim as they lay on the ground and fired repeatedly, police said. Now, this is what I'm not hearing from the corporate mainstream media, nor have I heard anyone bring this up. Now, I talked about last week, and I said I wasn't sure of the status of that resolution, but I reported on the unanimous congressional resolution, which would become law upon the signature of Donald Trump, CEO of USA Inc., condemning the pseudo-religion of white supremacy specifically. It didn't mention anything else. It didn't mince words. It was clear who they were talking about and what they were talking about. They were talking about the pseudo-religion of white supremacy. Now, the resolution, again, this is without much fanfare that I have seen, but admittedly, I don't sit around for hours watching CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. I do scan um, those type of websites and I, I scan like, you know, your uh, news aggregators like Google News or Yahoo News or something like that. And I just haven't seen uh, much space devoted to this resolution. And then I find out this morning that Donald Trump actually signed this resolution condemning white supremacy. But again, this is the most important part, though. This is now law. And in that resolution, they require the president to devote federal terrorism resources to combat white supremacy as domestic terrorism. Again, this is the only precedence I see to this is the Klan Act of 1871, also known as the Civil Rights Act of 1871, which singled out domestic terrorism of the neo-Confederacy white supremacist variety and President Ulysses S. Grant used the federal resources to investigate, to infiltrate these terrorist groups and then to prosecute and got quite a few convictions as they were impaneling of federal juries that, that also included many African Americans who sat on that jury and convicted these terrorists for their domestic terrorism against black people. So they, it, you know, from what I read, that almost destroyed the Klan until subsequent administrations openly supported white supremacy. Again, I'm going to keep talking about this history. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, President Woodrow Wilson screened the terrorist recruiting film um, you you know you hear that now about ISIS and their videos, recruiting videos and propaganda. Here you had a sitting U.S. president invite a terrorist propaganda film called "Birth of a Nation" that was recruiting people to the Ku Klux Klan, 
It, that happened, y'all. And, and these things didn't occur in a vacuum. And then you had a rash of lynchings and other terrorist attacks on black people. So, again, the U.S. government owes more than just reparations for um, um, the the captive slave labor that they stole, the, the energy they stole, but for the continued terrorism and, and material support for terrorism. All right. So again, this is unprecedented in my, not unprecedented, but in, in modern times, not since the 1870s have we seen the federal government, because Congress is the one that passed the Klan Act of 1871. So, but this resolution we're talking about now requires the president to devote federal terrorism resources to combat white supremacy as domestic terrorism. I haven't heard, I, I don't know, maybe I'm incorrect, maybe some of you watch CNN or Fox or MSNBC more than I do. Y'all might watch uh, ABC News with whoever's hosting it now in the evenings and or PBS, and maybe they talked about it um, in this context, but I haven't seen it. I don't see anybody asking after Donald Trump signed this in the law. I don't, I'm not seeing anyone saying, okay, you signed it into law, this resolution condemning white supremacy now, what about the other part? What is your administration doing to direct terrorism resources to combat these white supremacist terrorist sales around the nation? What are you doing, Donald Trump? What are you doing, Jeff Beauregard Sessions? What are you doing, U.S. Justice Department Attorney General? What are you doing? This is federal law now. I want to know what your plan is. I don't care about you uh, want to focus on these sanctuary cities and round up these dreamers and so you can put them into private prison slavery for a time and make some profit off of them for the private prison companies that supported the Trump administration with millions of dollars in super PAC ads. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I want to know what you're doing, Jeff Sessions. Have a press conference about that. What do you plan to do with this federal law that requires federal resources be directed to prosecute and put down these domestic terrorists? Is there a database being built on these people? Huh? If any of them travel outside the country, are, is there, are they going to be killed by drone? without charge, without trial are you going to fight the terrorism, white supremacy based terrorism like you claim to be fighting is Islamic based terrorism we want uh, me, I as a black person want equal protection under the law, I don't fear Muslims nor do I fear Islam and I understand that whole thing and I talked about I do not support uh, attacks on civilians but I'm not concerned about them I'm concerned about these domestic terrorists and where they are being openly supported by state officials by federal officials up until this point because again this was a unanimous bipartisan resolution that was put on Trump's desk and he signed it into law
I want to see a war on terrorism similar against these white supremacists similar to what y'all call Islamic jihadists. Send, send them to Guantanamo Bay. No, I, I, I'm joking right now because I do believe in justice. I do believe in doing things the right way. Okay, but these people need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And if they uh, want to try to fight back and, and start some mess, then, you know, go ahead and do what you got to do and put them down. That's what I say. I, I'm, I should not have to live in a country in fear for people who look like me or what these terrorists might do. So anyway, those are my thoughts on that. Um, I'm going to let you listen to this news briefing. It's not very long. And then we're going to go into our music break. And when we come back, we'll jump into some of these related issues involving Donald Trump, uh, fact-checking Donald Trump's speech to the UN. Um, you got a senator who is now uh, trying to put nuclear limits on Trump. Uh, they're talking about legislation and there's some debate about does he have the constitutional right to by himself to do a nuclear strike on anyone on anyone so that's very interesting and again like I said they're not going to stop this is not if this pops off it's not just going to be North Korea because you look at uh, the language that's being used towards Iran so we'll get into those. But here's that news story about this terrorist, Kenneth James Gleason. Early this morning, detectives uh, with BRPD were able to arrest Kenneth James Gleason, a 23-year-old white male, for the brutal murders of Bruce Cofield and Donald Smart last week. Uh, he'll be charged uh, by BRPD with two counts of first-degree murder and illegal use of a weapon. I think that the, the swift, had there not been a swift conclusion to this case, I, I feel that confident that this killer would have probably killed again. Um, he could have potentially created a tear in the fabric uh, that holds this community together. And um, I, I just can't speak highly enough of all of the investigators uh, that were part of this arrest. This is a potential death penalty case. If you just take the allegations, it appears to be cold, calculated, planned uh, by people who were unarmed and defenseless. If the allegations are that he shot from a car and then the person exits the car and stands over someone, that's extremely troubling. I don't know what his mind, any mind, I don't know what his motive is. We don't need to prove motive. There are a lot of things that are unanswered. But at this point, you know, surely the death penalty is is one that will be strongly considered. What would you like to say to your family?
Black Talk Radio Network is made possible in part with help from the Black Talk Media Project, a North Carolina-based nonprofit engaged in the production and distribution of independent digital black media. Find out more by going to blacktalkradionetwork.com or blacktalkmediaproject.org and look for the menu tab, Crowdfunding Black Media. Black Talk Media Project, helping to provide you with new black media for the new millennium. Tuned in to Black Talk Radio, new black media for the new millennium. They used force on inmates. They beat up inmates. They planted evidence or weapons in, 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 in cells. If an inmate was beaten up, presumably if he made a complaint, there had to be some sort of investigation. It would be squashed at, a, at the management level. It wouldn't go any farther than that. It wouldn't go any farther than probably the supervisor of that yard. Donald Bodica is now in hiding. We had to agree his lawyer came to the interview and we couldn't say where we met them. Ever since I broke the code of silence, I've lost everything. I've lost friends that I had associated with the Department of Corrections. I've lost my, some of my family members. I've lost everything. I've lost my career. I've lost financially. It was devastating. I'm on the move all the time. Why? Because I fear for my life, for my life, for my life, for my life. I thought that it was a matter of uh, real concern that planted stories intended to serve a national purpose abroad um, came home and were circulated here and believed here because uh, this would mean that the CIA could manipulate the news in the United States by channeling it through some foreign country. Now we're looking at that very carefully. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal? We do have people who submit pieces to other two American journals. Do you have any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of uh, getting into the details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into in executive session. Uh, at CBS, uh, we uh, had been contacted by the CIA. As a matter of fact, by the time I became the head of the whole news and public affairs operation in 1954, the ships had been established, and I was told about them and asked if I'd carry on with them. We have quite a lot of detailed information, uh, and we will evaluate it, and we will include any um, evidence of wrongdoing or any evidence of impropriety in our final report and make recommendations. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to the national news services, AP and UPI? 
Well, again, I think we're getting into the kind of detail, Mr. Chairman, that I'd prefer to handle in executive session. Senator, do you think that you named the news organization to your final report? That remains to be decided. I think it was entirely in order for our correspondents at that time to make use of the CIA agent chiefs of station and other members of the executive staff of CIA as sources of information which were useful in their assessments of world conditions. Well, yeah, I would think probably for a reporter it would continue today, but because of all of the revelations of the period of the 1970s, it seems to me that a reporter has got to be much more circumspect in doing it now, or he runs the risk of at least being looked at with considerable disfavor by the public. I think you've got to be much more careful about it.
moment that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
Talk Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. And you are tuned in to Black Talk Radio News. Scotty Reed in on his broadcast from behind these enemy lines that I call USA Inc. And speaking of USA Inc., Let's go into some of these news stories con, um, pertaining to the CEO of USA Inc., Donald Trump, uh, making threats. And some people are taking it as nuclear threats, as he is threatening to use nuclear weapons to annihilate North Korea, who Donald Trump referred to in a speech on the UN floor to the United Nations General Assembly as Rocket Man. Um, so again, that's why I was talking about um, Trump being immature, being a child man, not a man child, but a child man. Uh, President Donald Trump threatened to totally destroy North Korea, says PolitiFact.com. And again, I've shared all these article articles with you in our news thread for BTR News and BTRCommunity.com. President Donald Trump threatened to totally destroy North Korea and called Iran a rogue state whose chief exports are violence, bloodshed, and chaos during an address to the United Nations General Assembly. Now, again, let me interject here. Who has more troops stationed around the world, not just military troops engaged in in, um, the, in the war theater, but also have your intelligence agencies, your CIA agencies carrying out drone attacks all over the world. What country is exporting more violence and bloodshed and chaos using technology, which is so sad, man. We're supposed to be using technology to help people, but they have used technology to increase their efficiency at killing people. All right? So, again... Take these comments in context of who's speaking them and from where he's speaking them. Trump denounced North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, who he dubbed Rocket Man, and said Pyongyang Yang's pursuit of, and and I probably pronounced that wrong, but excuse me, um, pursuit of an enhanced nuclear weapons program threatens the entire world with unthinkable loss of human life. The United States has great strength and patience, Trump said, September the 19th, 2017. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. Uh, Trump's speech, this is PolitiFact speaking, Trump's speech reinforced the America first ethos from the campaign trail while appealing for the world's nations to cooperate on areas of mutual interest. Here is a review of some of his claims. So again, as I said, even just because these sites say they are fact checking sites or whatnot, you still have to check the fact checkers. Okay. Um, Cause Snopes in that article we shared yesterday was sharing some opinions and not sticking to the facts. 
So anyway, Trump made the statement that we pay 22% of the entire budget and more. In fact, we pay far more than anybody realizes. Um, PolitiFact says that's actually an understatement, and I pretty much knew this anyway, that most of the United Nations, and I talked about it over the past few broadcasts of the United Nations not doing anything to levy sanctions, which would be damn near impossible considering the United States has a permanent seat on the UN Security Council, which requires a unanimous a unanimous uh, decision in order to pass sanctions. So again, uh, this just brings to my mind Oregon and Louisiana. Because pretty much when we're talking about serious stuff, life and death matters, slavery and freedom, then, you know, uh, the standard is you want a unanimous decision. And that's not what people are getting in Oregon and Louisiana. But the U.N. Security Council, I have criticized it in the past, you know, um, recognizing at the same time the limitations, but also uh, pointing out that, hell, the United States, I should say the U.S. taxpayer, funds the majority of the United Nations budget. And according to fact check that the Trump administration would cut has has drafted an executive order that would cut US payments to the United Nations by as much as forty percent. The current UN regular budget calls for five point four billion over two years by a formula based on the size of a country's economy and other factors. The US assessment is set at twenty two percent or the UN's maximum contribution cap. That comes to about $1.2 billion, which is what the United States provided to the U.N. over two years based on the last Obama administration budget. It's also more than any other country pays. So he's correct on that. And it goes on to talk about um, they also, uh, you must count billions more when you're talking about who's funding these U.N. so-called peacekeeping activities where we've seen them go into a number of of African nations over the years and, and even recently and been accused of raping children and being involved in human trafficking itself, spreading cholera in Haiti. Yeah, United States funds all of this. We are celebrating, this is Trump, we are celebrating the 200th and 30th anniversary of our beloved constitution, the oldest constitution still in use in the world today. Um, that's mostly true, but not exactly true. And I don't really think it's important to even discuss. Uh, the United States is experiencing job growth like the which of our country has not seen in a very long time. That's actually not correct. <coughs> Excuse me. That's not correct. Um, and they even provide a graph showing job growth under the Obama administration versus under the Trump administration so they're rating that as being false total employment gains okay we cannot abide by alright this is what I wanted to get to we cannot abide by the Iran nuclear agreement if it provides cover for the eventual construction of a nuclear program 
Trump has previously signaled his frustration with Iran over its agreement to scale back its nuclear program in exchange for relief from harsh sanctions and has repeatedly accused the regime of failing to live up to the spirit of the deal. Well, uh, let me say this about that, though. What deal does the international community, um, these bodies of nuclear powers, what kind of deal is in place to regulate the nuclear program of Israel? None. Isn't it, in fact, correct to say that Israel is a rogue nuclear power? Yes, they are. They have not signed the International Non-Nuclear uh, Proliferation Agreement, meaning that you won't take this technology and spread it to other countries um, who, I guess, whoever decides should have them. Okay? Now, they want to limit nuclear weapons, but nobody wants to give up their nuclear weapons. And so the United States, uh, again, is acting like a hypocrite. They want to enforce certain standards and regulations in terms of nuclear programs on certain countries while giving others a complete pass. Um, according to the IAEA, which is the foremost authority on the matter, according to PolitiFact, um, they have repeatedly deemed Iran in compliance with the nuclear deal. Now, this deal wasn't just between Iran's government and the United States at the time of the Obama administration, but it was also involving uh, Russia, um, a couple of European powers like France as well. I think the UK was also, and they all signed off on this. And again, the agency tasked with with enforcing this this agreement and checking for compliance has repeatedly deemed Iran in compliance. But again, they have long sought to uh, overthrow Iran uh, ever since the revolution in Iran that occurred in 1975. 1979, when mostly students rose up uh, against the U.S. puppet regime that was installed by the CIA after uh, uh, they rigged one of those elections. So again, when y'all start talking about Russia rigged the United States elections, I'm like, there's no proof of that. And if they did, you know what? You reap what you sow. So anyway, you know, don't be a hypocrite. Know that your country, the country that, that you think is the best in the world, that is talking about people not having fair elections, has made sure that you didn't have fair elections in a number of countries around the world and have even used violence and bloodshed to overthrow elected countries that they didn't like. Now, this is very important right here. It appears that Donald Trump has changed the rules of engagement for troops, all right, for U.S. military troops. I have been talking about it, and others have been talking about how the police can just gun people down in the streets of America, gun down citizens, non-citizens alike, white people, non-white people alike. And what is their rules of engagement? It seems pretty lax compared to the rules of engagement of the U.S. military who cannot just willy-nilly uh, kill civilians. We know they do, but, you know, they're not supposed to. Now, 
Trump is making it legal for some of the reported atrocities that have occurred in Iraq. Like um, I remember some stories coming out where U.S. soldiers were desecrating the bodies of people they had killed and were taking souvenirs and stuff like that. Um, So this is what Trump said to the U.N. I have also totally changed the rules of engagement in our fight against the Taliban and other terrorist groups. Does that terrorist groups include white supremacist terrorists, neo-Nazis, Donald Trump? PolitiFact writes, in his first major policy address, Trump declared he would dramatically alter American strategy in Afghanistan. As we reported, national security experts differ over how significant a shift Trump's strategy is, but experts agree that Trump's loosening of the constraints placed on U.S. warfighters known as rules of engagement does mark a break with the Obama administration. All right, so... That's all I wanted to share on that um, particular story. Um, so Donald Trump is threatening to spread U.S. violence even more than what the U.S. is engaged in right now while claiming to be fighting terrorism overseas against Islamic radicals while they have been allowing white supremacy-based terrorism, also a religion, okay, to just go unchecked and some have even said and I think evidence would suggest that he has even welcomed the support of white supremacists uh, during the campaign and his Charlottesville speech for which he was widely condemned uh, called uh, white supremacists good people he said there were good people on both sides that's what he said right so that implies that he thinks there's good white supremacist terrorists all right. So despite him signing that condemnation, I still haven't heard anything about him uh, following the other part of the resolution, which is now law in providing resources, federal resources to fighting domestic white supremacist based terrorism. Now, so next story that I want to share with you uh, again, they are actively looking to to attack Iran and you have Rex Tillerson from the corporate world, who is now the new U.S. State Department secretary, um, saying that they are looking for support from allies to persuade Iran to reopen talks on the nuclear deal. U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said Tuesday, pointing to the fact that it will expire as the biggest reason or the biggest problem. The most glaring flaw is the sunset provision, Tillerson told Fox News television channel. We all know this is merely a kick the can down the road agreement. The under the deal limits on Iran's uranium enrichment will begin to expire in 2025. So that's five years from now. All right. So they don't have to. They y'all. This was a legal binding agreement. They don't have to. And if they don't, what you going to do, Tillerson? Huh? What you gonna do? What, what are you trying to do? Uh, build up a coalition to threaten Iran to say we want to attack y'all if y'all don't uh, redo this deal? So he's already out there trying to undermine the deal, even though the IAEA um, or maybe IEAE. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't recall. But they they are tasked with making sure. That Iran is under compliance and they're under compliance. So if I was the leaders of Iran, I'd be like, kick rocks down the road, Rex. 
Get the kicking rocks, buddy. We ain't trying to hear that. We'll talk to you in 2025 if we so choose. Um, because you're not giving up any kind of nuclear weapons of your own. And you have allowed um, Israel, or one of our arch enemies in the region, to have nuclear weapons unchecked. Despite the fact that they have never signed the nuclear, the non-nuclear, excuse me, uh, non-proliferation agreement so uh, definitely other than what's already going on uh, we do have this heightened period where we could be in a nuclear war one as they would call it what does he call it nuclear world war one that's a very strong possibility very strong possibility because North Korea its leadership seems to me that hey that guy's taking the approach that hey if you come in my country if you try to kill me murder me then guess what uh we have nuclear we actually have a hydrogen bomb and we will use it so this game of nuclear chicken that trump wants to play with this guy is not good it's not good we we need um what they call that diplomacy we don't need these threats so this um has gotten some people in Congress also concerned about Trump making these threats. And now it has also sparked a constitutional debate on whether or not Trump, as CEO of USA Inc., as commander-in-chief of the U.S. military, if he has the power to go after these terrorists. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we lost our connection to our conference line. We're still streaming. I'm just not connected to the conference line. I was just checking it right quick. Let me dial into this. I have to find another solution uh, so that this does not uh, joining happen so much. So bear Uber with me. This happened yesterday. If you would like to make a comment during live programming or you are an invited guest, hit the star key twice on your dial pad. Wait for the host to acknowledge you and always remember to watch your background noise. Sorry about that. This is being recorded by the organizer. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm going to have to find a solution for that. I might need to start connecting via a smartphone. Uh, Let me see. Now, the next article that I wanted to share with you, uh, as I was stating, the Senate is now debating on whether um, Trump is aware of the war powers or if they need to reinforce the war powers because based on the constitution only congress can declare war and you would think that you would declare war before you launch a nuclear attack on somebody but again they step on the constitution all the time all the time so this comes to you from npr.org um after trump's u.n speech some senators look to reinforce the war powers this was published by David Wellner. Again, this is from NPR.org. There was some consternation Monday on Capitol Hill after President Trump told the United Nations General Assembly that if the U.S. is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but totally destroy North Korea. Congress is, after all, the only branch of government constitutionally authorized to declare war, and that would seem to include nuclear war. But Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Corker says it's complicated. 
Every president since we've had nuclear weapons has had the ability to launch them, Corker noted. That's the way our nation is. Oh, really? But you're not citing any kind of federal laws or uh, what the Constitution says, are you, Corker? Asking a, see, again, they ignore the Constitution all the time. Asked in a brief interview at the Capitol about legislation that would give Congress a greater say over the decision to carry out a first strike, Corker replied, I've had other members talk with me a little about it, and we're doing some research on that topic. He added, we really began to do so at the end of last week. NPR previously reported that Corker was referring to a bill sponsored by one of his committee members, um, Massachusetts Democrat Ed Markey titled Restricting First Use of Nuclear Weapons Act of 2017, which explicitly forbids the first use of nuclear weapons without authorization from Congress through a declaration of war. Corker's office subsequently notified NPR that there had been a miscommunication in the interview. Oh, what, he backing off of it? Did somebody say, well, what you said uh, really wasn't constitutional and you need to clarify your statements? The Tennessee Republican, according to his staff, was speaking more broadly about the constitutional question of when Congress needs to intervene when the nation goes to war. Markey, for his part, says the bill he introduced four days after Trump's inauguration, an identical bill, H.R. 669, was introduced the same day in the House by California Democrat Ted Lieu. It's more relevant than ever. The more the president talks about the total destruction of North Korea, he says, the more it's necessary for the country and the Congress to have a debate over what the authority of a president is to launch nuclear weapons against another country. So it has a lot more information. Again, the article is among those uh, posted in the BTR news thread for September the 20th, which you'll find at btrcommunity.com. So again, I'm not trying to be one of those people that use inflammatory headlines. I think it is correct to say that the Trump regime is threatening North Korea and therefore the world with nuclear annihilation. And this is very troubling as this man has demonstrated, as I talked about yesterday, when he called for the NFL owners not to give Colin Kaepernick a job and we reported yesterday that that's in violation of federal law. All right. So this man has no concept of law and order except to tell protesters and other marginalized people that they are to follow the law and obey their orders while they do what they want to do when they pick and choose what federal law is going to be enforced and who is going to be enforced Again, so this is very serious. I would think that no no new legislation needs to be introduced when the Congress or the Constitution states that you must declare war. Now, Congress over the years, not talking about this current Congress, but including this current Congress, over the years have authorized attacks on sovereign nations like Libya like Syria, which they're using proxies to attack Syria, and it's no secret. And they've done this for years, and they've authorized these these military strikes without a declaration of a war. So what I'm saying in terms of war, fair, it's been it hasn't been 
a war declared by Congress since World War II. And that includes the Korea War. Congress did not declare war on North Korea or Korea at the time. They did not declare war on Vietnam. They did not declare war on Panama. They did not uh, declare war on um, uh, Haiti when they did what they did to Aristide. Um, They didn't declare war on, I'm thinking about some other smaller countries, but they have engaged and authorized in these actions openly. So again, I I really, really have hung on to the words in the wisdom of H. Rap Brown, um, now known as uh, Emil, Jamil, what is it, Jamil Alamin, who's a Muslim now, former Black Panther Party, when he says their laws keep us down. They talk about law and order, but they never talk about justice. All right, so anyway, um, just keep an eye out on this, people. There's not much you can really do to prepare except for to prepare for any emergency, you know, just the same as you would prepare for a hurricane. And and pre- preparation still is no guarantee that you won't become a victim. You know, some things there's just no preparation for because you may not even survive the initial uh, nuclear attack or whatever. So, you know, um, it's good to prepare, but also recognize that with these current threats that's out in the world, that there are some things you just cannot prepare for. You can prepare to be a survivor if you survive, but again, survival is no guarantee in today's world with all of these weapons of mass destruction. All right, that has been my broadcast. Thank you for um tuning in and um, I know you shared the station with others because that's how we do right Uh, we share um, valuable resources to other people but thank you for tuning in to this broadcast I'll be back on air later tonight with new abolitionist radio um, where we focus on 21st century slavery and human trafficking the legal kind not the illegal kind we're against that too but the legal kind as practiced by the the Supreme Corporation in the world, USA Inc., and all the uh, states um, that are a party to that corporation. All right. So recognize that all of this is going on and you should prepare and develop skills to move safely behind these enemy lines, but there are there is no guarantee. There are so many threats, white supremacist terrorists, uh, slave catchers there. I mean, there's no shortages of threats out there. So just do the best that you can. And and hopefully we will make it through. But at the same time, I'm not telling you to be passive and to keep your head down and never get involved in any kind of struggle. I'm not talking about passive struggle. If passive struggle was enough, then we would be free because we've been passive for decades. So I'm talking about um, um, by any means necessary not ruling out any means by which we attain freedom and end slavery with that said peace and blessings to all be safe stay tuned for Tanya Free and Friends coming up at the top of the hour right here on the Black Talk Radio Network peace peace <laughs>